This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And about six minutes after four o'clock, welcome once again to the Employment Hour. Yep, she's right. Lines are open, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You have employment concerns, questions about your job, your place of work. Something's been uh, making you scratch your head about a, a colleague or possibly a boss or a severance offer. All of that stuff we cover here weekly on the show, so you want to call us and uh, find out exactly what's going on. Email as well, help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to that. We'll get to the severance pay calculator. This is a foolproof, and I do mean foolproof way to find out what your severance should be. Uh, spoiler alert, as Lior likes to say, it's a lot less uh, on your paper than what it really should be, and the quickest way for you to find out, absolutely free of charge and anonymous if you so choose, is severance severancepaycalculator.com. We'll get to that in just a little while. First, so, uh, Leor, we always like to start the show with something called The Week That Was. How are you, pal? Hey, Johnny. I'm, I'm doing great, actually. Uh, very excited Good, to, uh, to be here. And, you know, now that we're, uh, we're getting into some, some nice... Uh, Nice weather. It's it's all good. I'm I'm in a good mood and I'm, I'm ready to talk about employment law and, and educate people. I had a lot, some people call me. Uh, they heard the show recently, and, and the one theme that they that they uh, echoed when they spoke to me is, "Wow, I didn't know there was actually a solution to my problem." That's what they kept saying, uh, and, and it made me realize that a lot of people actually don't realize that pretty much to any workplace problem there is a solution. There is a guarantee to be a solution. You may not know what it is right now, but that's why we're here. We're here to talk about that, to solve those problems, to educate. And of course, you may not, in some situations, want to call us here on the show. And if you don't, that's fine. Call me at the office. Email me. Because I promise you, whatever problem you're facing, whatever questions you're having, there's an answer, there's a solution. So don't uh, assume anything. Please don't, uh, and then we're going to educate as much as possible uh, this week and every week. And we start off every employment hour. We're talking about a couple situations that came across my desk. First situation I'll talk about, John. Uh, a lady called me. She had gone through a, a very uh, tough time at work. Uh, she got injured at work a few months back, and a serious back injury. And as soon as that happened, her employer came to her and said, "Please, please don't apply to WorkSafe BC. Don't apply through the workers' mm-hmm. comp scheme. Uh, we don't want you to apply. Instead, we're gonna uh, accommodate you. We'll we'll figure something out with you directly. Don't apply. Don't apply." Well, she did the right thing, and she said, well, no, I am going to apply. I don't know how long I'm going to be injured, and I know I have to apply if, in fact, I'm injured. So she applied to WorkSafe, and uh, she did get some benefits. She was off work for a while, and then eventually she got better, and she came back to work. Well, John, as soon as she came back to work, she started getting mistreated. She was uh, disciplined. She was talked rudely to. She was excluded from meetings. And they made it very clear that they're extremely upset, her employer was, because she applied to WorkSafe BC, because she had the audacity to go through the workers' comp uh, system. And it got so bad that, that she didn't know what to do. She felt like they were trying to push her out. And she called me and she wanted to know what can she do and is this allowed? Well, John, here's the thing. An employer cannot, under any circumstances, uh, prevent you from applying or even try to convince you from applying to workers' compensation. Can't do that. Under the statute, uh, the, you're, you have an obligation to apply. And beyond that, your employer can get punished for trying to convince you not to apply, for punishing you for applying 
That's completely illegal. You have the right to do that. So, number one, it was illegal to try to convince her not to apply. Number two, even more illegal, John, to punish her because she applied. So what does this mean for her? Well, it means two things. Number one, she could be entitled to damages because uh, of their conduct. But beyond that, this this behavior on their part is a constructive dismissal. They've created a dispoisoned work environment now. They've broken the law so she can treat her employment as being terminated and leave there with severance, which is exactly what she's going to do. So I want our listeners to understand, if you've been injured at work, apply to WorkSafePC. Your employer cannot prevent you, cannot punish you. And if they do, there's going to be significant consequences. John, that's completely illegal. And they did all this uh, and they're facing these consequences just to save on some premiums. That's exactly right. They want to save a few a few bucks there on the premiums because it's going to cost more. It is what it is. Wow. That's our legal system. You can't do that even if it's going to cost you more, John. You have to let the person apply. What else you got going on? Well, I spoke with uh, another uh, lady who uh, also faced uh, a, a problem at work, and this is one of those situations where it really scratch, you know, makes me scratch my head that we still have to talk about this in 2018, but she was a, a victim of some sexual harassment by her uh, supervisor at work. He made uh, completely inappropriate comments about, uh, to her. He pro- tried to proposition her, uh, and when it got bad, she went to speak to HR. Well, HR said, we'll take care of it. And apparently they spoke with the person because after because it got better for a little while. But after a few weeks, the harassment started again, even worse. She went back to speak with HR, and they said, well, we've spoken to them. We don't know what else to do. And nothing else was done, and the harassment continued, and it got so bad, John, that she had to go off on a medical leave because she was feeling unsafe at work. She was very uncomfortable. She was start, starting to suffer from anxiety and depression. She had to go off work, and that's when she called me said, do I have to go back to work in this environment? Well, John, the answer is absolutely. You don't have to suffer and tolerate this type of harassment, okay? Illegal. You can't do that. An employer has an obligation to ensure that your workplace is free from harassment. That means they have to investigate any allegations and take measures to fix them. And if they don't do that, if they say, well, we tried, what else you want us? Well, that in this case, it's a human rights violation potentially. It also could be a constructive dismissal. It's illegal in a number of respects. You should always know that the law protects you from being a victim of harassment, whether it's sexual harassment or, or other types of harassment. And if your employer won't do what it's supposed to, give me a call. I'll make sure that they do what they have to. By the way, you need to get a hold of Lior when the show is not on, 604-283-3123. And right here, of course, uh, over the next hour, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We'll get to our first caller. We've got uh, Dave on the line. Hey, Dave, how are you, pal? I'm in fantastic shape. How are you? <laughs> We're all right. What's going on with you? Well, I'm listening to the show. I'm an employer. Good. Right? And yeah, you know, like you're listening to, uh, I'm listening to the show and I'm thinking, uh, any employer in British Columbia would be stupid not to uh, declare that an employee has been injured. So I'm uh, kind of kind of, kind of questioning a little bit of this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't make any sense, but, but in this particular situation, I, but yeah. I, you know, whether I have my doubts or not, I'm here to say to, like, you know, to you guys, like, I agree with you. Like, employees should be looked after like gold, right? Yeah. You know, and really, I just want to make sure on your that, that employees and employers understand their rights and their obligations. It exactly. is stupid. It really is. 
And, and in this case, they created the situation where, you know, she got better. She yeah, could have okay, come back okay. to work. No, I've heard the scenario a couple of times, though. But I'm yeah. saying, you always have the employee spin on. I want to say to you guys right now, as an employer, there's way more employers that look after their people than don't. Oh, for sure, but that's, that's, my, that's, that's, the, that's the whole point that's of the week that game, was. Right? The whole point of the week that right? was was to bring out but the yeah, ones that don't. I understand right? it. Could you imagine? Ugh. Yeah, I don't well, want to be. Well, I don't want to be that employer. We're good. I'm glad you're not. And a lot of employers, I couldn't agree with you more. Do everything possible to help employees, protect employees. There's another thing, though. You know, if I say, "Here's what this employer did wrong," oftentimes it's not because it's a bad employer. Oftentimes there's an ignorance or an inability or a lack of an understanding of what the law says. So the fact that an employer may screw up and do something it's not supposed to, sometimes it's because they're trying to get away with something. Other times it's because they didn't know any better. Unfortunately, the law doesn't give a break to employ- any breaks to employers that don't know any better. You have to know. And employees here in, in BC have a lot, of, a lot of rights, and some employers don't appreciate that. Yeah, we've talked about that before, and you know, some employers, it's not always the companies with 10,000 employees. Sometimes it's mom and pop shops, and they don't have sophisticated HR. It's like, oh, gee, I didn't know I made a mistake. Okay, you get that, but unfortunately, you still got to pay for it, right? Yeah, and, and that's true. And you know, the flip side of that is a lot, oftentimes employees would assume, well, I work for this huge company. They must know uh, what they're right. supposed to, uh, to do or, or what the law is. Well, John, I can tell you, having done this for 15 years, Oftentimes, it is just as likely for the big company not to know, not to understand or appreciate what the law is. So if you're an employee, it's your job to figure out what your rights are. You can't rely on the company to tell you that. So that's why we're here. That's why you can call me. That's why you can uh, email me because it's your job as the employee to find out what those rights are. That number or email anyway is help at employmenthour.com. The number to get a hold of Lior when the show is not on, 604-283-3123. And, of course, the phone lines are wide open, ready for more of your calls. Bring them on. We'd love to talk to you, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. When we come back from a short break, the weird things you need to know about termination and severance. That is all coming up right here on CKNW. And we are back indeed. Lots of time to take your phone call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Again, it is help at employmenthour.com. You want to get a hold of uh, Lior when the show is not on. Before we get into our topic, Lior, and the phone calls, the weirdest things you need to know about termination and severance, give me some details on the uh, over half a million viewed severance pay calculator. Half a million viewed, half a million people used it, uh, unique users. That's pretty incredible. Uh, So what is this, you may ask, if you haven't heard about it? Well, severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com, a free tool that I created to allow anyone to find out, employer or employees, how much severance is owed. So if a person is losing their job, they're owed severance. We know that. We've established that. The question is, how much? Well, the amount is based on the three main factors, age, position, length of employment. And I wanted anyone to be able to find that out. So all you do is you go to severancepaycalculator.com, answer those three questions, and you find out exactly, immediately, in seconds, how much you are owed. It's free. It's anonymous. You don't have to put your name or the company's name. It's easy to use. It takes seconds, uh, and it's accurate. And it's the very first place you need to go to if you lose your job or even if you're curious or you're maybe worried about losing your job. We're going to talk about uh, potentially losing your job and the signs of that. So if you're, you're experiencing some of the signs of losing your job, 
Go to severancepaycalculator.com, be prepared, have that information, and the reason I created it, it's because it's not a week per year of service or two weeks per year of service. It's a lot more than that. So take the severance pay calculator test right now, check it out, uh, and always have it available just in case. Weirdest things you need to know about termination and severance. What, uh, what was the genesis? What made you come up with this one? Because it's a good topic. It is. You know, we, we've talked uh, about ter- termination and severance many times on the show, and we talk about, you know, the, the usual things, you know, how ca- severance is calculated and how it's paid and what's included in it, etc. But there's other aspects of termination and severance you may not have appreciated or, or that our, our viewer or our listeners may not know. So I want to talk about some more obscure but just as important things about termination and severance that, you know, you need to know if you have a job or certainly uh, if you're worried about losing your job. Right. Again, 604-280-9898. You want to call in or star 9898 on your cell to the show and talk to, to Lior. The weirdest things. Okay, what are some of the big signs you're about to lose your job? Yeah, so there's always signs. You know, obviously, we're not talking about a situation where the company's just restructuring. But if you're you know, going to be kind of picked on and lose your job, there are going to be signs. For example, you may find out that you're going to be excluded from meetings that in the past you were called into. So all of a sudden, you know, there's these meetings, you're not, you're not participating in them. Or the company won't let you make any long-term plans. Maybe you want to attend this uh, seminar down the road three months, and they say, well, no, let, let us think about that. We're not sure. They won't let you make those long-term plans. Or if all of a sudden, you're, you're, nothing you're doing is right. They're, they're picking on everything you do. They are arguing with you about whatever it is that you're saying. They're giving you negative uh, performance reviews. Those things that in the past were good, all of a sudden they're not. All of those are surefire signs that you're about to lose your job. And if that happens, remember, unfortunately, there's nothing really you can do to prevent the company from letting you go. They're allowed to let you go. It's a question of severance. Now, if you think the company is going to try to make up allegation against you, you may want to respond in advance and, and put your position in writing as to why you didn't do the bad things that they've alleged. But overall, if, the, if you see those signs, all you could do is do your job as the best of your ability. If they let you go, you call me, you go to severancepaycalculator.com, because at that point, John, it becomes a question of severance. Things you need to know, the weird stuff about termination and severance. So if the employment is terminated without cause, can the employer then change its mind and say, oh, no, 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 it was a was cause for termination. I know why they do it, and I know you're going to tell us why they might do it. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll do it because they'll realize, holy cow, we thought we can pay this guy a week per yeah. year of service. Now Lior contacted us, and we realized, oh, it's two months per year or whatever it is. So I've seen this happen when companies realize how much they actually have to pay in severance, and what they've done is they say, well, Maybe we can say now retroactively that we had cause. No, a company yeah. can't do that. That's not going to pass the, uh, the smell test. It's not going to be successful in doing that. The only time a company can really change its mind from without cause to cause is if they found out new things after they let the person go. So, for example, if they found out that this person that they let go because of restructuring, let's say they, the person was stealing from them all along, and they only discovered that after they went through his computer when he was let go, well, then, yes, the company can say, we've just discovered this new information. But short of that, if the company just wants to say, well, you know, we weren't that happy with this person, so let's say we had cause, no, they can't do that. That would be something that the company, not only can they not do that, by trying to do that, they may get penalized because that's bad faith. They may have to pay additional damages. So generally speaking, don't worry about that. If your company's going to let you go without cause, it's a question of severance. And even if they realize how much they really owe you, not much that they can do about that. 
Yeah, it's funny, and I know you told that story on the show before that uh, that happened to you. You were in the middle of uh, a negotiation, and then it was uncovered that the person you were defending actually stole stuff. So you're like, Chief, you know, come on. <laughs> That's yeah, thanks for bringing that, that that up there, Johnny. Yes, it, it did <laughs> yeah. happen to me some some years back. Uh, very simple matter. Guys, let go, uh, restructuring, oh, yeah. and I'm negotiating severance. And and literally, as we're about to to finalize the deal, the company says, "You know what? We found just recently he was stealing from us." I talked to my client, what gives, and he essentially admits it. So yeah, if you're stealing from the company, you're not going to get severance. But generally, anything short of that or other significant misconduct, you're going to get paid in full. Be honest with your lawyer. 604-280-9898 is the number, star 9898 on your cell. We're talking about the weird things you need to know about termination and severance. If employers are concerned about the high cost of severance, how do they deal with it? What do they got to do? Yeah, so a lot of employers are going to say, you know, including uh, you know uh, Dave, I guess, they called us earlier and say, well, we understand we have all these financial obligations to employees that, that we let go, but what do we do about that? Is there a way to minimize those obligations or are we stuck with them? Well, there is a way. And the best way, probably the only effective way, is to have an employment agreement with the employee that specifies what you're going to owe them if the person loses their job. So that works, and, and you have to have that in an employment agreement. If the employment agreement does not specify that, then you have to pay them what you have to pay them. So you have an, uh, an ability as an employer before the employee starts to enter into an agreement that potentially reduces that amount of severance. Now, those agreements have to be drafted in a very specific ways because our courts scrutinize those very closely. So you can't just say, ah, we'll, we'll pay you 50 bucks or 200 bucks. No, you have to draft in a very specific way. And for employees, you may have signed an agreement that tries to limit your severance. But because, as I've just said, they have to be drafted in a specific way, yours may not be. So it may not, in fact, limit your severance. So if you're an employee and you're being let go and the company says, hey, we got this employment agreement, it limits your severance, don't assume that it does. Let me see it first. Because there's a good chance that, in fact, it doesn't proper limit your severance that you're owed still more but for employers with a properly drafted employment agreement you are able to reduce that amount of severance you're going to have to pay an employee in the future that's you know that's an important safety tip telling someone both on both sides an employee you know don't assume it's ironclad and then the employer is saying don't write it yourself or get the janitor to do it because he's got the nicest handwriting you have to get it done legally call you and get it done drafted properly otherwise it's not worth the paper it's written on right or don't go to google as i've seen many employers do and you know google employment agreement and use whatever document you find it doesn't work that way you have to get done properly and if you don't it's not going to be worth the paper it's written on yeah Lots of time for you to still call in, ask questions about this, severance, or anything else about your job. If you're curious, this is the time to do it, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We'll continue with our topics and get to some of your emails as well. That is help at employmenthour.com. Employment Hour rolls on right here on CKNW. Need to email Lior anytime when the show is on or off? It's okay. Help at employmenthour.com. Of course, severancepaycalculator.com to find out what your severance should be. And you still have time to call us here at the radio station and talk to Lior. Get your questions answered. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We're talking about the weird things you need to know about termination and severance. So someone works a lot of overtime. They're probably wondering, okay, I just got let go. Here's my severance offer. Well, my pay's there. Looks good. Do overtime hours count when you calculate that severance? I can tell you, John, right now that uh, in my experience, employers almost always, quote unquote, forget about overtime when it comes to severance. So, so let's 
clarify this once and for all. When you're let go, your severance is based on your total compensation. For some of us, that compensation may vary. So if your compensation varies, maybe you get commissions, maybe you get overtime. Well, we look at an average. We look at what you usually earn on average. So if you're on average working uh, some hours of overtime, and let's say you're, you're earning another, another few hundred bucks a week in overtime, no problem. That gets included in your severance. So it's not just right. your base salary. I wanted you to understand that. I can guarantee your employer is not going to forget about your base salary when it comes to your severance. They can't. But what about your overtime? What about your bonus? What about your commissions? What about your car allowance, your pension, your benefits? All of those things have to be included as well. And for some people, overtime can be a huge factor. I've seen people earn 50% of their income just from overtime. Well, that has to be included as part of your severance as well. And if your employer doesn't include that or doesn't include other components of your compensation, then they haven't paid your proper severance and you have to give me a call. The next question dovetails off that one is, what about commissions? If I'm a salesperson, how do my commissions, they fluctuate up and down week to week, month to month. What do I do? Yeah, very simple. We look at an average. And depending how long you've worked for the company, that's the, that's how long an average we're going to look at. So if you just right. started with the company, worked there for a few months, well, we're going to look at the average of your total time there. If you've been there for many years, usually we look at a two or three year average to decide what your commissions are and, and what that what should be included as part of your severance. So again, some of the sales, salespeople have a very guaranteed, low guaranteed base salary. Some salespeople have no guaranteed base salary. That doesn't mean they can be let go with little or no severance. Not at all, because commission gets included as well. We look at an average. We look at that over a period of time, and that gets included. And if that's not what happened in your situation, then you know now there's a problem. You know to give me a call. That number anytime to get a hold of Lior when we're not on the air, 604-283-3123. It is VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca, but plenty of time to talk to us here at the radio station. Shelly, good evening. Good afternoon, rather. How are you? Me? Yeah. Pretty hi, Shelly. Hi. Good. What's going on with you? Oh, well, it's not me, um, but my husband was let go back in November from a job that he'd been there for five years, and he was let go, and the reason was um, without just cause. Or with without yeah they said you're just not a good fit okay um, so he yeah and then they offered him a four week severance and it, you know anyways he had built up the whole program for them and stuff like that so he was quite ticked off he ended up getting a lawyer um, and they fought back and forth and now the lawyer said okay they're going to pay you I think it's like seventeen week severance pay so during that time that my husband was off work he was definitely looking for work he went on employment insurance. Um, and now that he's getting the money from the lawyer in the next week or two, um, he's been looking online and he says, I think I have to pay back all of my EI benefits that I've got. And I said, that doesn't seem right. Like a severance is for, you know, thank you for working for us. See you later sort of thing. So while he was looking for work and he went on EI, um, does he have to pay back? Do you know, does he have to pay back that EI that he got simply because he's got this now? He's got this severance. Great question. Good question. Absolutely, Shelley. So the reality is you can't have severance NEI for the same period of time, okay? So you can have one or the other, but not both for the same period of time. So now when the company's paying him severance, it's, re- it's retroactive to when they first let him go. So he may, so, so he will have to pay, if not all of it, he's going to have to pay a portion of it back. But here's the thing. Whatever he pays back, let's say he pays back, I'm just making an, uh, an example, six weeks of EI. 
Well, that means mm-hmm. that EI now gets extended by six weeks. So he still gets it back on the back end if he's still unemployed. So no, he got it. He found another job. Okay. So, so in that situation, yes, he does. Now, one of the things that we often use to avoid that and is sometimes we can a- we're able to miss or to, or to classify severance as something else depending on the circumstances. Sometimes it's damages. Sometimes it's something else because if it's not income that it doesn't get clawed back by EI. That's something he would need right. to discuss with his lawyer. Also, 17 weeks does seem a bit on the, on the low end, but again, if he found another job, maybe it is appropriate. But generally, you, you can't have severance and EI for the same period of time, so EI is going to have to get repaid, yes. Right. So if he had got a proper severance when he left and then started to look for work and had to go on EI, he would have been, he'd be ahead of the game financially. No, not at all. No, because he would have had severance, which means EI would not have paid him for that period of time. Do you oh, understand what I mean? Oh, yes, I do. Thank you. Okay, yeah, I get So, I so no, so, he would have been exactly in the same situation. No, EI, he would not have been better off because EI simply would not have paid him. If they gave him 17 weeks of severance, EI would not have paid him for 17 weeks. Gotcha. So the only way around it now is he could possibly... And could you advise me where he would go to find out this information? Sorry, which About information? The, all the, the EI, like how much he has to pay back, because it's not right. really he, all that... He, he has to write to EI and, and advise mm-hmm. them of how much money he's getting from his employer, and they're going to do the calculation and let him know how much is owed. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Appreciate the call. Some good information there. You as well, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Priyanka, good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. No worries. I have a What's question. Uh, for the severance pay. Uh, uh, the company pension uh, contribution as well as the value of the benefits like insurance uh, included or not? Absolutely. Great question, Priyanka. And, and yes, it is. Company contribution to pension and benefits have to be included as part of the severance. And that could be a huge factor because some people, let's say you're owed 18-month severance. If you get 18 months of uh, contributions to to the pension by the company, it's going to increase your pension when you're ready to, to draw on it. So yes, pension contributions absolutely have to be included. And, and for some people, that could be probably one of the most important things, Priyanka. How about the insurance? Uh, you mean health and benefits? Uh, yes. Yes, those have to be included. So what generally happens is the company has to continue the benefit coverage, health, dental, etc. In some situations, uh, if the benefits are not continued, then we would negotiate a, a, a compensation dollar amount in, the, in exchange for those benefits. Sometimes that could be 10 or 15% of salary. Uh, but generally, the company has to continue the benefit coverage for the full length of the severance. Thank you very much. Thanks, Priyanka. Thank you, Priyanka. And if you want to call as well, you still got time to call us. Uh, plenty of time. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on your uh, on your cell. We were talking about before our phone calls the weird things and uh, often things you need to know about. Termination and severance. Another one on the list is I heard someone recently say that, quote-unquote, only rich people should pursue a wrongful dismissal. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I heard that as well, and I wanted to talk yeah. about that because uh, some people say, well, you know, it's only it only makes sense to pursue a wrongful dismissal if you make a lot of money. Nonsense. Okay, I want to say that again. Nonsense. Now, first of all, wrongful dismissal, just so we're all talking about the same thing. Wrongful dismissal is a situation where you're let go without severance or without proper severance. It actually has nothing to do with the reason. It's it's all about severance. So a wrongful dismissal, if you've been let go and been offered three months severance when it should have been six months severance, then you've been wrongfully dismissed. 
A lot of the people that I work for do, in fact, make a lot of money, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people, uh, you know, are blue collar or, or make a little money or work part time, minimum wage. It doesn't matter. The reality is you have entitlements and you should never feel concerned or feel you shouldn't pursue something because of your compensation. I believe that everyone has a right to what they're owed. The law says what the law says. I don't decide that. You don't decide that. It is what it is. So if, in fact, you're let go, don't worry about uh, your whether it's worth pursuing. You want to do the calculation yourself, go to severancepaycalculator.com, but you should always pursue it. It's not just for the rich. It's for everyone. Get back to another call. Yes, We'd love to. Got to Sam on the line. Hey, Sam. Sure. I, oh, wait. He's ordering something. <laughs> Sounds good. Sam, could could you give me a coffee, Sam? I would love that. I would I would love a coffee with your talking Supreme. Milk, two milk, two sugars. Got out of the or just by themselves. I ordered you guys a coffee, but I don't know what you guys. Hi, are. Sam. How are you, buddy? Yep, that's it. Sorry. Does he even know Sorry he's about on that? Yet? I I thought I was still on hold. No, no it's good. The taco sounds great, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet. Um, quick What's going on, pal? Um, as an employer, if let's. You know, if we're just like a really small struggling business and we, we you know, just barely reached a milestone where we're able to get to our first employee and, um, and now as time's gone on, we, you know, we, we lose key contracts. Now we can't afford, you know, the, to, to keep them on anymore. Um, do, we, do we have to owe them severance if it's because of a shortage, shortage of work? So it's, it's a great question, Sam, and one that I get often, and, and the short answer is yes, absolutely. Unless the employee did something horrible, something that makes you have to fire them on the spot, unless that happens, you owe them severance. And, and the law doesn't distinguish between companies that are struggling financially or companies that are not struggling financially. If you let someone go because of shortage of work, you owe them full severance. And the only thing that you can do generally to avoid that situation, as I was uh, talking about earlier, is you can minimize the severance through an employment agreement. If the employee signs an employment agreement that properly and legally limits their severance, then yes, you would still have to pay them, but it could be a, a lot less. But other than that, uh, uh, Sam, yes, you have to absolutely pay severance, even if it's uh, a company that's struggling. And if... if um when you say it's an agreement to limit, so basically, you can never have agreements that that um, exempt the severance part. You can only have an agreement that limits. Yes, you can, but it could it could limit it to to a small fraction of what it actually is. You can never ever eliminate it completely. It's it would be illegal. So even if you tried to do that, it would not be worth the paper it was written on. But an employment agreement can have a term that limits someone's severance, and you can limit them to as little as one week per year of service uh, to a maximum of eight weeks. Uh, but beyond that, uh, you can't limit them. And if, you're, if you don't have an employment agreement that does that, then, yeah, you, you may have significant uh, obligations to that employee. And, and uh, is that a is that 100% write-off to a business, the severance? It is a write-off, yes. It, it is something that you can write off. And and is, are there employment taxes, uh, payroll taxes that you have to be paid on severance? Yes, as well? it, it's essentially it's income 
So you have to, to pay taxes, you have to deduct uh, what, what needs to be deducted and remit to the government. So yes, so it's not something you write them a check, 200 bucks, whatever it is, 2,000 bucks. No, it has to go through payroll, less the proper deductions, uh, and, and it's done that way. Okay, thank you very much for all your help. No problem, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate that, and uh, enjoy your taco. Be fantastic. We'll get to more of your calls. You want to call through? You got time. 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Have a look as we take a short break and get back into the employment hour here on CKNW. Yeah, there is still time to call in. Don't be shy. Come on in. Water's warm. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have uh, employment and job questions, we will get to them. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. That is where you want to go to find out how much severance you should be offered, whether you have an offer in front of you or you're just simply curious. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. It's free of charge. It's anonymous. And if you just want to see the amount and walk away, click x and it's gone if not there's a contact bottom at the button as well and an employer mode if you're uh, going to be hiring people and knowing what the proper severance you might need to pay should be check it out severancepaycalculator.com talking about the uh, things you need to know about termination of severance can an employee get compensation for uh, i don't want to say hurt feelings but maybe uh, emotional distress in that regard can does that work you know, a lot of times, John, I get questions where people let go and, and, and they feel that they haven't been treated properly and or that the employer was unnecessarily harsh and they want to know what can the employer get punished? Can I get compensation for the way they treated me, for, for their, their conduct and for my hurt feelings? And the short answer, John, is no, you cannot. The law has was changed, I'm going to say about five years ago or so, when now you cannot really get damages from mental distress in the context of employment. You'd, o- you'd only be able to show to, to get compensation if you show that the company deliberately, if the company went out of its way to try to hurt you. Uh, if the company just kind of was careless and, and you know really should have known better, the law doesn't know how to compensate for that. So uh, you can get compensation if you've been discriminated against, of course, or if the company broke laws, but you cannot get compensated generally for hurt feelings. Uh, so that's why when people call me when they lose their job, even though they may be upset, and I understand why they would be upset, I would be as well, uh, the reality is it comes down to severance because the law doesn't know how to compensate for hurt feelings. The law doesn't know how to make the employer, if, if they're not a good person, how to make them a better person. The law really knows how to deal in severance. That's what the focus is. It's not because that's what I like to talk about. It's because that's what the law can address. Uh, So beyond that, uh, you're not going to get compensated for the hurt feelings. Now, we've often, I mean, it was one of the main reasons why over half a decade ago you started this show, but we've talked about the fact that most people are offered a lot less than the severance that they are actually owed. What is the worst severance offer you've ever saw? John, I I saw uh, a case uh, some years back where, uh, I assessed uh, an employee as being owed uh, 12 months severance, and it was a good salary. Uh, the company had offered him three weeks, but then they said, we actually calculated that you, you took way too much vacation, so you, in fact, owe us money. We're going to de- de- uh, deduct that from your severance. So the net is that you, employees, still owe us, I don't know, it was like uh, a few hundred bucks or 900 bucks or 1,000 bucks. So we'd expect you to send us a check. So this is a company that owed the person a year's pay, and they want him to pay him, a th- and they want the employee to pay him a thousand dollars. And I always remember that case because how ridiculous it was, and it was ridiculous in many levels. Number one, the person was owed twelve months, uh, paying out a few weeks' pay. But beyond that, remember, a company, even if you owe the company money, a company is not allowed to deduct 
what you owe them from what they owe you. They're not allowed to deduct right. unless you, of course, give them the, the written consent. They cannot deduct. And finally, in terms of overtaking vacation, generally speaking, the company can't claw that back uh, unless you took vacation somehow without permission. If they've approved the vacation, there's no such thing as taking too much vacation. So that was always a terrible severance offer, uh, not just mm-hmm. by the dollar amounts involved, but simply by the fact that the company is saying, you pay us money instead of us paying you money. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Let's get to an email here as we uh, dwindle down in the last couple minutes. Help at employmenthour.com is uh, Lior's email address. Get a hold of him that way. Ron says, uh, my employer let me go a week after I came back from a medical leave. I just found an ad online where they have posted for a replacement for me. Can they do this? Well, John, an employer cannot let an employee go because they're on a, a medical leave or a disability leave. That's illegal. Now, an employer can say, well... We're not letting you go because of your disability leave. We're getting letting you go for completely unrelated reasons. Maybe the, the department is being shut down. So I suspect in this case, the company told them, no, no, we're not, not, this has nothing to do with you. This has had to do something yeah. completely unrelated. But, and maybe they would be able to get away with it. But in this particular situation, if we know they're lying because they just turned around and are looking to hire someone, well, wait a second. Now it makes it look like they are letting him go because of the medical condition. Maybe they thought that he's unreliable or that uh, they didn't like the fact that he took too long a leave, which is illegal. So if we can establish that the company let him go because of his medical condition, that could be a human rights violation. So apart from any severance that they owe him, there could be human rights damages that are owing here. So that's very important to discuss. I'd want this person to call me. I want to talk to them more and find out exactly about the new job. Is it the same as his job? Find out what they said to him when they let him go, because this does not pass to smell test. And if your company is letting you go for illegal reasons, that's wrong. There could be compensation owing. We're going to uh, take it from there. So uh, there you go. You want to get a hold of Lior and his team from here on in until we uh, reconvene. And the show again, it is 604-283-3123, help at employmenthour.com. And, of course, always use it. Check it out, severancepaycalculator.com. This has been the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.